the all-star app, the number one app in the business, UFC, Bellator, One Championship, PFL, and more. Get the app right now. Link in description. Jim, appreciate you, man, for coming back on the show. Um, I want to get into, you know, your team, of course, MMA Gold. First first guy on the on the docket is uh, Anthony Hernandez. He has turned a corner, so to say, in the last couple of fights, currently on a three-fight winning streak. He's drowning guys in the octagon. What have you made of his current streak? You know, I just think Anthony's matured, right? He's He understands kind of who he is. Um, he understands that he has a plan and a purpose. It's something that we always talk about. Um, I think it's it's those three things. And he's, you know, myself, along with his other coaches, Elliot Kelly and, and his new striking coach, Thomas Fallon. I think it's just a, um, it's a cohesive group. I mean, of course, I've been with Anthony since he was 18. Um, obviously, we have a strong relationship, one that's been going on for a long time. Um, yeah, I just think it's I think it's a trifecta between the fact of him just becoming mature, understanding who he is as a as a person and as an athlete, and having a plan and purpose, and then having coaches that have those same va- values and ideologies that can share those types of things and put a Put a whole process together each and every time um you know what he's doing um is amazing but when you look at it and you look at it at, at a technical perspective he's not really doing anything that's that crazy right like it's very simple um we profess advanced basics over and over and over and we shove them down your fucking throat yeah watching him like you said you know he's he's extremely good at all the basics and and the gas tank if you have that gas tank and you're good at the basics and you go in there and implement a, a strong game plan. It's it's hard to a beat beat a guy like that, right? It just like 100%. goes in there and just in your face the whole time. Like even the last fight against uh, Mark Andre, Andre just didn't have time to do anything. It just seemed like yeah. he was just like ready to get out of there. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you, you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's so many times you see, you know, guys and other coaches or whatever just working on like a you know a thousand punch combination or some shit, you know, and it's like that don't fucking ever happen in a fight right like practice the things that happen most often in a fight right and make those things as close to perfect as you can and again shove them down their fucking throat and the ace card will always be conditioning so you take conditioning you ensure that your basics and your foundation are solid as fuck and you have a plan and purpose it's really fucking hard to beat how much of his potential have we seen so far? If you put like a percentage on it, you know, I mean, he's barely coming into his prime, right? I mean, he just turned twenty-eight years old. Yeah. So, you know, it, I would say, I would say eighty percent of his potential is probably hit. Um, and he just, you know, he's just one of those guys that, you know, everyone has motivation, right? But the discipline is what leads to consistency. And that consistency is what leads to success. And those things Anthony wholeheartedly subscribes to, mm-hmm. right? And and that and that's why you're seeing what you're seeing. You know, it's just it's continuous, it's consistent, and it. I'll say it again. It's just you take someone who's got great conditioning, who has a plan and a purpose, and his basics are just better than yours. Yeah it's really fucking hard to beat, right? Like you can do all these fancy shit, but he's just going to shove 
the basics are down your throat. And most people really, let's be honest, aren't ready for the up-down type game. They're just not. They think they are. They don't know how to train their muscles in the right way. Like everyone thinks like, oh, I got to do conditioning. But it's so specific, right? And so his his body is so prepared for that type of fight. And most just aren't. Like they think they are. And in the beginning, yeah, okay, I'm doing all right. And then all of a sudden you see that, that gas tank slowly melt, right? And that's what you saw last fight. So you saw the fight before. That's what you saw against um, Adolfo. I mean, it's, and he's going to keep doing the same shit to you, right? Like, so whoever he fights next, you can prepare all you want, but your basics better be better because if they're not, you're going to get the same fucking thing happen to you. Yeah, he's like a cyborg out there. I just, that's what I describe as just a cyborg that just doesn't, you know, stop. And when you yeah. see him, you know, on, on the streak that he's on, it's like he's, he's ready for the next level right so you know what do you see in him what do you want him to, you know what type of opponent do you want next for him you know we've always taken one step at a time um i think anthony's ranked number 22 now all the guys that are like ranked 15 to 25 are all booked with the exception of one person who anthony has always wanted to fight out of spite is gerald Mearshart, who's number 18. uh so there's like history there, right? Like, so when Anthony fought Brendan Allen for the LFA title, Gerald Mearshart was in Brendan Allen's corner and he was talking shit the whole time to Anthony. Anthony never forgot it. So that's a fight we'll probably try to get. I mean, it makes sense, right? Anthony's 22, Gerald's 18. Everyone else is booked between 15 and 25. So you might be seeing that fight. Lovely, man. I would love to see that fight. Um, Another guy who has actually has a fight coming up, Max Griffin, October 29th. He's facing, uh, Tim Means, man, another solid veteran test. How do you see this matchup? Uh, you know, Max is another guy, too, where, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with, I mean, you know, let's be honest. Look at Max's streak. He didn't lose against Neil Magny or, or whatever. He got he lost a split decision, right? But he was on a three-fight win streak before that. And it's the same kind of thing, right? Like, we just implement what is the plan? What is your purpose, right? And we take those things and we create a system around that right and you see the same types of things with max he's kind of coming to his own he's trusting himself in different areas um he's he's trusting the fact that he is a very well-rounded guy and he's starting to trust the fact that he can grapple that he can wrestle and he can do those types of things which then is opening up his striking even more right and his ability to uh, allow himself to evolve and i think you're seeing the same types of the same type of thing right we just we focused very much so on not changing max but just taking what he does well and just making those things better by allowing him to be uh comfortable in the other aspects right and adding one little tool here to his toolbox each camp we add one little tool one tool so every time he's got by the time he gets to his next fight, he's added, you know, three or four new tools each fight, right? So, yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of the same um, things that you've seen from Max in his last three or four fights. Um, and, you know, he has a very specific plan going into this one. Um, it, you know, Tim just might walk into, into something, right? I mean, Max, you know, he he can hit like a truck, right? And he's got this weird right hand that everyone thinks that they're out of range and all of a sudden they're not. Uh, so yeah, again, I think it's just him just understanding himself now, trusting himself and 
and, and and trusting in the plan each and every time he walks into the cage. Yeah, he's got that inspector gadget right hand. You know what I mean? Like, it just it's, extends out. It's insane. You think you're out of the range, and then I'm like, why did I just get hit with the damn thing? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's just very deceiving. I mean, he's got long reach as it is, but it's deceiving the way he throws it, and it's deceiving how powerful it is, right? They could say, holy shit, that was just shook my whole body, that thing. Yeah, it didn't seem like he lost much stock you know, off the Neil Magny fight. And they're no, giving well, in him fact, another UFC, test. Yeah, yeah, they paid him his, they paid him at his win money. Oh, shit. Yeah, they, they, when I, we were walking out back right after he fought and we're walking back to the tent and Dana and Mick were right behind me and they tapped me on the shoulder and like, where's, where's Max? And I'm like, he's in the medical tent getting his gloves off. And they're like, well, we're paying him his win money. He won that fight. Damn. So that yeah. goes to show you. Yeah, this fight's going to be exciting. I think like this is just another fight to lead into another top 15 opponent, right? This yeah. is this is what you you just get the win and you're you're back in there. It's going to be yeah. a, a phenomenal matchup. Of course, you know, Aspen Ladd, the news came out. She's joining the PFL. I love the possibilities of this marriage that they have now. And yeah, uh, yeah 145 in two, 2023. Is it is it possible that they could be trying to build that division around Aspen? Uh, yes, that is a uh... Hundred percent, yes. Um, so yeah, she did sign with the PFL at 145 pounds. Um, nothing but you know good things to say about the UFC. I mean, you know, Aspen made obviously a tremendous name um, on that platform. You know, being ranked as high as number three, I think she's still ranked number six or five or something at the you know bantamweight level. Still top 15 pound for pound women, you know, in the world. Um, you know, nothing. She has nothing good but good things to say about the UFC. Um, they gave her a platform, you know, and she was very successful in it. It just, you know, she missed weight and she owns that. But those were things that everyone knew. It wasn't like anyone didn't know that it was going to be a 50-50 shot whether or not she was going to make it. Right. Everyone knew. Everyone knew that she wanted to fight at 45. But there's just no opportunities really at for a career, right, at 145 News. There is no 145 division. The only reason why it's there is because Amanda has to hold the belt. But as soon as Amanda goes, eh, I don't want that belt no more, the 45-pound division has gone. It's not – there is no division. There's no ring. There's no nothing. I, I just don't – the UFC doesn't want it. I mean, they, they just don't. It's only there because Amanda has the belt. And the moment she and, – and we know that. It's not like – it wasn't said uh, and that's fine so you know when she had to take opportunities and where they were and granted there was one-offs here well i think one time where they offered a 45 fight and that's fine but um but it's not really a stable thing right where, you know so she missed weight ufc had to do what they had to do and that's fine and she owns that um and the pfl and other organizations came right away and she just she got that really good human feeling from the PFL, right? The, they just, they just really come off really genuine, right? And it, it's still business, of course, right? But they, they just came off different, right? And they um, really made her feel comfortable, um, really made her feel wanted. Obviously, they're paying a lot more than she was making in the UFC. Um, and I think just things all added up. I mean, like I said, she had a great shit she's still not even in her prime right yeah. like she's one of the most well-known female fighters there is and she's in her prime right so wonderful experience in the ufc it was a blessing and now she's just moving on to the next the next chapter in her mma career right
how incredible is it that fighters can now have like this free agency you know what i mean like before what five years ago it probably didn't exist right it's, it's fantastic phenomenal. i mean you have to have it right it's what makes the sport grow right mm -hmm. like that's what makes the sport grow and i, and I would venture to guess right a good 60% of those females that are in the UFC now at 35 yeah. who have all missed weight multiple, multiple times. Yeah. And I can name them all. Most of them have missed. Yeah. And most of them have missed more than once are sitting there looking, going, huh? Right. You can't tell me they're not. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for everyone. It's a win-win, right? Like if the sport grows as a whole, it's great for the athlete and it's great for really the organizations, right? Then you have, you have competitive juices flowing and maybe one day we'll get to where it's like boxing, where you actually know who a world champion is right now. You have promotional champions. There is no such thing as a world champion. If you could take, you know, the UFC has a roster of, I think 1500, right? I would, I guarantee you 99.9% .9 of the population only knows the top 40, right? So you take the top athletes in each division or in each each promotion, whether it's one, Bellator, PFL, you don't know who the best is. You truly don't. Until they fight each other, you can't say you're technically a world champion. You're a UFC champion, you're a PFL champion, you're a Bellator champion, or you're a one champion. I think hopefully at some day you'll get to that point where you do have those unification things and you can truly call yourself a world champion. Maybe we'll get there, hopefully. That would be great.